Welcome to Divorce Dialogues. I'm Katherine Miller. Divorce Dialogues brings expert guests to the airways to talk through your divorce questions and fill in the gray areas about separating. From thinking about divorce, to how to behave during divorce, to what to do after, this is Divorce Dialogues. Welcome to Dialogue on Divorce. I'm Katherine Miller, the founder of the Miller Law Group and director for the Center for Understanding in Conflict. And I am on a mission to change how people divorce and help them divorce with dignity. And my guest today is Ellen Bruno. Ellen is a producer, director, and editor. She's an award-winning documentary filmmaker based in San Francisco. She has worked on films focusing on human rights and recently produced a film called Split on the effects of divorce on children. Ellen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Catherine. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about Split, what it is, so that people can understand where you're coming from. Split is a half-hour film where kids talk about their experience of the parent separation. There's no parents, there's no experts. It's simply kids speaking from the heart about what it is they experience as their parents separate, the questions they have, the concerns they have, the fears, the fantasies. And it was a film that was made for children. I was uh, divorced with two small children, and I didn't find any media resources available that I felt really comfortable with. So I sort of stepped away from my work, my normal filmmaking work, and this really was a very personal project for me. And it's a very simple film of kids speaking from the heart, and it's combined with animation of children's drawings. And so throughout the film, there are short segments of animated drawings, which forward the stories of the children. And it's been very comforting film for children to watch. Children tend to watch it again and again and again because they feel very validated when they watch it. They feel like these the children in Split really understand their experience. And so it's a very grounding experience for children, very comforting and very encouraging. Yeah, I have to say that I have watched the film, Ellen, and I find it to be incredibly touching and moving and also incredibly sort of real. Like in the words of the children, it really gives the watcher the real experience of what it is that happened for these kids. And it's easy to apply those their words to the lives of other children going through it. So I congratulate you for that accomplishment. Yeah, I think we need to congratulate these 12 kids in Split that really had the courage and the wherewithal to, you know, in their various stages of divorce and their various places where they were emotionally and psychologically at the point where we had conversations. These kids really stepped forward. It, it was really a collaborative effort. The idea was, let you've learned a lot on this journey. And now is the time through this film to share what you've learned with other kids to help their process, to help them along, to encourage them. And what's interesting is the kids in Split sort of tell it like it is. It's not a candy-coated, everything's going to be great. You know, you'll be fine, which is the message a lot of kids get from their parents. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. And that becomes a somewhat of an inadvertent denial of these kids' feelings. I think parents need to feel like their children are going to be fine because it's such a traumatic experience and they're so concerned about the well-being of their children that without knowing it sometimes, they're not giving their children the space to really express the real feelings they have. And when kids don't have the opportunity to speak their fears, they get caught in this fantasy world of the worst case scenario. And so this film really was made to encourage children to speak their truth. And kids say, when I ask, several kids have told me, you know, when I've asked, how did you like the film? They said, well, 
I trust those kids. And I thought, well, that's an interesting thing. And I said, why do you trust those kids? And they said, well, because they tell us the good parts and the bad parts. And so there's something that's very grounding for children about hearing both the good and the bad. They feel like, okay, they're getting it straight from these other kids. And let's face it, a lot of times kids listen to other kids more than they listen to adults. And so it's effective that way with children. What surprised us and what has been a really very fortunate and unexpected use of the film is the film has been incredibly helpful for parents to understand what their children may be going for. And even though the kids in Split are not their children, what they have to say resonates very deeply with parents. Parents really see their children in the Split kids. And they hear what their children, for many complicated reasons, are not sharing with them directly. Kids get very caught in the cycle of caretaking parents while parents are divorcing. Kids are very in tune energetically and emotionally to their parents. And they know when their parents are having a hard time or they're stressed out, they're very upset. And so children naturally want everything to be okay and they want to be supportive of their parents during hard times. But unfortunately, what happens in that dynamic is that the kid tends to be a caretaker and, you know, when they're asked, hey, Johnny, are you doing okay? Is everything okay? No, everything's fine, mom. Everything's fine, dad. And when in fact, in the best of circumstances, a changing family separation is a profound shift in a child's reality. And so even in the most cooperative, sort of successful divorces, it's still a profound change and children need to be listened to. And parents need to understand, and oftentimes through the mouth of babes is the most effective way, parents need to understand that the choices they make as they move through their separation is going to have a profound impact on how well their children do throughout the separation. And so this split tends to be a very good opportunity watching the film to reorient parents to looking at really what are the needs of their kids? That's a phrase that we hear time and time again. What's in the best interest of the kids? And unfortunately, during many divorces and separations, it seems like the needs of the parents tend to be served. And there's this premium on fairness. You know, let's get equal time. Let's get, you know, I deserve this. I get this. And there tends to be this tug of war between parents over time sharing with the children and that leads to an inflexibility, which then impacts negatively on the children. And so by hearing the voices of children, we're really hoping, and we found actually that it's been a very effective to remind parents, okay, this is our touchstone. This is what's most important here. And so as we move through this process, as hard as it is, let's try to make more skillful choices. Let's try to reduce the conflict. Let's try to work as cooperatively as we can and not just for the well-being of the kids, but also because the parents will be happier. Nobody wants to carry around years of bitterness and anger and hurt if you can shed it, if you can get some support in finding a different way to proceed forward. And so, uh, you know, that's one of the goals is to really start to reimagine divorce, start to rethink divorce in our culture. And so that we can all, as a culture, move to a more healthy, cooperative way, not just between the parents in the nuclear family, but in the community as well. As a community, as a culture, we need to learn how to better support and guide people in our community and our loved ones who are divorcing and separating. We need to avoid the kind of language and the kind of 
blaming that tends to happen and the kind of polarization that happens among communities. So there's often this idea that if I trash my friend's ex, that I'm being supportive of my friend. And while that feels kind of good at first, ultimately, that's not going to be a true support of that friend. You know, the best support, as hard as it is, is to find a way to bring people around to a more cooperative, peaceful coexistence. It really is to death do us part. If you have a child with somebody you are in that person's realm and that person's world for the rest of your life. And so how can that be as joyous and loving or at least as low conflict as possible for everybody's sake? That makes a lot of sense. This is Dialogue on Divorce on WVOX 1460 AM and WVOX.com. We're here alternate Wednesdays from 5 to 5.30. We're also available as a podcast on my website, www.westchesterfamilylaw.com and on iTunes and SoundCloud. And my guest today is Alan Bruno, filmmaker of Split, a film that focuses on children of divorce and speaking about their experiences of divorce in their own words. And tell us about the children that you found. How did you find them? How did you go through the process of making the film with them? Well, you know, if you can, began, you know, within our own community. I started seeing more and more children that were at the very beginning, experiencing their parents' divorce. And so I thought, okay, well, let's just try this as an experiment. I started approaching families, you know, asking children and their parents, are they interested in participating in this collaboration? I really approached it as a collaboration. And it was surprising how many children were eager to do so. And what um, I realized was that children are very disempowered as their parents separate. And there was something about participating in this project and being able to sort of step forth as an expert, as a child expert, on behalf of other children, that was very empowering for these children. And so there were several times when parents said, oh, you know, Kate's really shy. I don't know if she's going to have much to say, or I don't know how John feels about this. And the kids seemed very eager. And as soon as we sat down, the process was I had a conversation with these kids apart from their parents, and everybody had to agree on that. And these kids opened right up, and they had a lot to share. And they felt very, like I say, empowered and very good about doing something on behalf of other children. And they also, one of the questions I would ask them, well, what advice do you have for parents? Or what have your parents done that worked well for you? And what do you wish would have been different? And so, again, there's a lot in the film that can be a guide for parents to better understand how children experience these separations on the, on the deepest level. And there were universal themes that emerged, which became these chapters in the film. There are 15 chapters in the film. And very organically, these themes came forward. And some of the things were that the hardest thing is to watch their parents fight. That really tears children apart. The ongoing fantasy that in hope that parents will reunite, even after parents have remarried and recoupled. There's still this desire for this nuclear family of origin, and that is something that often lasts quite some time. The struggle with new partners, the fear of there being another separation and another and more chaos within the family if parents get together with new partners and separate. So children speak very candidly about these things, and you know the film is funny, it's sweet, it's sometimes sad, and so it's the whole range of emotions. Bruno, it's really interesting to hear you talking about the children's desire for participation and their 
embracing really of that because I think very often parents when they're divorcing want to protect their children like you know just kind of put up this wall like oh let's pretend that's not happening so we're not going to talk to the children or they err on the other side and they involve them in all of their sort of adult conversations I can't believe your dad did this I wish he would do that you know blah 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 whatever and so it sounds like what you did was you found a way to help the children participate and share their experiences without making them adults in some way. Exactly. And what's interesting is that when children watch this film with their parents, it becomes a really perfect opportunity to have conversations about what is going on for the children without the children having to out themselves necessarily at the beginning of the conversation. So, for example, if a parent and a child watch the film together and somebody in the film makes a comment like, I wish we could just rewind and go back to the way it was and live in our old house again. The parent can say, so, you know, what did you like about the film or what kid did you like the best? And it's very easy for the child to say, oh, I really liked when Kate made that comment in the film. I really thought that was funny or I really thought it was sad when she talked about missing her dad. And so by talking about the children in the film, a child and parent can have a conversation which is, in fact, directly about their own child. It can be comfortably one step removed. They can talk about the characters in the film. And through that conversation, come around to talking about their own feelings or it will become clear to the parents, okay, this has particular significance to my child, so I need to take that into account. We also have developed a really beautiful, playful, glossy, colorful guide for the film where parents or professionals uh, can watch the film and there are discussion prompts in the guide. Um, discussion prompts for parents talking to kids or for professionals talking to other, to parents. And it becomes a really easy way if a parent is sort of at a loss for words, they can watch the film with their child and they can literally read from the guide to their child. They're very child friendly questions. And again, they're questions that tend to refer to the kids in the film as a point of reference rather than asking questions directly to the child when the child may not be ready to have that conversation yet. And so there's sort of a whole package there, which is a sort of a, a conversation starter. I see the whole project. I started off calling it sort of the monster under the bed project because divorce is one of these things in our culture where we tend to want to believe that we're doing it well and we're allowing the space for conversation. But it really for children is that monster under the bed, the thing that really is the place that contains their fears and, you know, sort of their worst fantasies in many ways. And by taking something and just shedding light under the bed, so to speak, it's a huge relief for children. And it can be, in turn, a huge relief for parents to just have things out in the open and start dispelling the negative scenarios that kids tend to spin when they're not getting the information they need in order to feel safe or feel not afraid. This is Dialogue on Divorce. I'm Catherine Miller. I'm speaking today with Ellen Bruno, the creator of the film Split, a documentary about children and divorce. And Ellen, you've been talking so eloquently about the experience of working with these children and, and the voices and the ways in which people can use them. Can you tell our listeners how they can learn more and get the materials you've been discussing? Sure. You can go to our website at splitfilm.org, S-P-L-I-T-F-I-L-M.org. 
and there are DVDs there. There's um, you can access the workbook, the the guide that I was uh, mentioning, and also you can stream the film there. There are also some very good resources there for professionals and for parents. And so at splitfilm.org. Another exciting thing we're doing is many people have asked for the two years since the film was out, and these interviews were done often sometimes four or five years ago, how are these kids doing now, now that they're teenagers and now that they're older? And other many people have asked, well, I have teens that are divorcing, and you know, can you make a film for teens? So we've just finished shooting really a sequel to this film where we're talking to the 12 children who are now teenagers, talking about their experience several years later, you know, looking back, how have they fared, what has worked for them, what hasn't. And again, just like the first film, very clear themes have emerged and we're seeing a very direct relationship between how cooperative and flexible parents are and the well-being of these kids once they become teenagers. And the more conflict and tension and lack of communication there is between parents, the greater chance it seems that that child will be alienated from one parent or another in a sense, on some level, feeling forced to choose to align themselves with one parent or another in the midst of ongoing conflict. They get so weary of the conflict by the time they're teens that they find it's almost a relief to be in one camp or another, whereas the kids whose parents are cooperative and flexible about the schedule to accommodate special events or requests by the children, you see very strong relationships with both parents. And so that was a very sobering thing to see. And how, how old were the also, children in the in the original film? What was the range of ages? What was the range of ages of children in the original film? The original film, the children were 6 to 12 years. And now they are 12 to 18 or 19. So the other thing that we found with the teenagers was that the majority of these children at some point or another spoke about still feeling in some way that they were at fault. They had something to do with their parents divorcing. That was another very strong theme in their younger years as well as their teen years. They referenced that without even being asked, the sense of, you know, what did I do to make this happen? Am I in some way at fault for this? But the other thing was, which I found very interesting, was as teens, several of these teenagers spoke about how hard it was to put themselves first and that they really were struggling to take care of their own needs as teenagers because they were so often in a position of having to mediate between their parents and always, you know, is my mother okay? Is my dad okay? Am I being fair in terms of the amount of love and attention I give them both? One of the girls was talking about how she, in her mind, thinks of a pie chart and that she has to be very clear that she gives one parent exactly their share of the pie chart and the other an equal share of the pie chart. And what she said was that there was very little of the pie left for herself in that it was very hard for her as she's transitioning to move to college to imagine making decisions where she puts herself and her needs first. And so that was a surprising theme that came up among several of these kids was the struggle to take care of themselves rather than caretaking their parents. And again, that was directly related to the amount of conflict among the parents. And so these are all sobering findings. Again, I'm talking to 12 children. Is this a universal scientific study? I don't know, but does it reflect some universal truth? Probably. 
So the choices we make, again, as parents have long-term consequences. And uh, another thing that the teens, which is a very strong theme, was when there was high conflict, these teenagers were very weary of entering relationships themselves. And they didn't have faith in healthy relationships. And the separated families where there was cooperation among the parents, there was a much much healthier view of relationships as they moved forward. And so we are imprinting a message on our children about the relationships, the romantic relationships they will have in the future by the models that we present. And so we have to be acutely aware that if we give them a positive model of a relationship of a successful, separated, extended family, then we're going to encourage healthier relationships as our children move into their own romantic relationships. And if we present the model of high conflict and anger and bitterness and discord, we're not providing a hopeful blueprint for our children as they move into their own relationships. And so that was sobering for me. Alan Bruno, I have a question for you. Have you observed how your film has impacted parents? Have parents spoken to you or have you had your own experience about having the opportunity to hear so so clearly from these children? Do you have any direct experience from parents? I get a lot of feedback every week from um, both parents and professionals working with parents, legal professionals, mediators, mental health professionals. I hear quite regularly um, that parents that were in entrenched conflict with each other watched the film and actually came to agreements that they were struggling to come to for quite some time. So there's something about the film that drops parents' defenses. It leaves them in a place of openness, which is a very hard place to get to when you're moving, especially in the initial phases of separation, when there's so many strong emotions on both sides. For parents to sit down and watch this film together and then have a conversation about moving forward in their separation, it sort of cracks the nut and it leaves them in a heartfelt place that even though these are not their children, they know these are their children. It provides a very tender touchstone for parents to move forward. So I know mediators and professionals that assign the film to parents before they come into sessions or ask them to watch the film in their waiting room before a session begins. And so in a sense, it can be used as a primer for parents to be able to then enter into a conversation and make choices that are healthier for everybody concerned. And so it's it's been enormously successful in that way. And the state of Colorado, for example, you cannot move forward in the court system without watching Split as part of the orientation before you really enter the family court system there. And that's happening in San Francisco and many cities around the country and would like to make more of an effort to make people aware of this as a resource and as a tool to encourage a healthier, more wholesome, and more loving separation. You know, you said a few minutes ago that this may not be a scientific study, but these children do speak universal truths. And it's incredibly obvious when you listen to the film that that's, that, that that's the case. And it's a huge opportunity, I think. And I want to thank you for for making the film and for bringing it to people's attention. Can you give us, in, in the last few seconds of the show, again, another opportunity to find out where people, our listeners, can learn more about Split? 
You can go to the website splitfilm.org, S-P-L-I-T-F-I-L-M.org, and there you can find the DVDs, the workbooks, you can stream the film, and there are other resources there for parents and professionals working with uh, transitioning families. Alan Bruno, thank you so much for being our guest today on Dialogue on Divorce. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. The pleasure is mine. 